Season 5, Episode 15, our weekend edition. Of course, as you're listening to this particular episode when it drops, I will probably be slurping down fresh homemade maple syrup somewhere in Vermont while my wife is out leaf peeping or shopping or visiting with her friends or something like that. So, um, and I'm sure I'll be finding something to see stupid because, well, um, I'm in Vermont. He's given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder he's got a mind left. It's insane Eric Lane's stupid world. a voice of sanity in our insane world, or a voice of stupidity in our intellectual world, here's the host of this stupid world, Eric Lane. I see you peeking through the crack in the door. Welcome to my stupid world. I'm insane Eric Lane, and boy, we have a humdinger of a weekend episode for you here. In fact, this might be six-star stupidity, but They don't make six-star stupidity. You have to make it a five-star stupidity. So give it a five-star rating. And if you want, write a review. And I hope it's as stupid as you can think of because I just might use it in an upcoming episode. Or just leave any kind of questions or whatever. Leave me a message. Sing me a song. I don't know. I don't care. But whatever you do, subscribe if you haven't done so already because you don't want to miss any more stupid episodes than you have already. And uh, don't forget to download the podcast also because that way you don't have to worry about it cutting out on you when you get into like this crappy cell phone coverage or Wi-Fi coverage or whatever like that, okay? So anyway, glad that you're here because we have got a full dose of stupid for you. So don't run off uh, like this little old lady did when she ended up bumping into somebody. You know, we always, you know, when I first came to Pennsylvania, I I wasn't really prepared for the number of hit and runs that Pennsylvania had. In fact, I remember whenever I first moved to PA, I had to go and take my little mini quiz on driver's ed before I could get my Arkansas license converted to my Pennsylvania license. And the state trooper kept asking me, you know, what's the first thing that you do if you're in a crash? And I said, well, you want to make sure everybody's okay. He said, well, before that. And I said, well, you want to maybe exchange insurance information. Well, he said, before that. I said, well, maybe I need to show them my driver's license to show that I'm licensed, right? He said, well, before that. And I'm grabbing at straws, trying to figure out what else am I having to do? Of course, the the trooper knew he was kind of yanking my chain. And he said, well, you have to first stop. Well, duh. Apparently, they don't do that in Pennsylvania. Neither did this 76-year-old grandma from Florida. She's accused of running off from the scene of that hit and run, but she had the other driver clinging to the hood of her car as she sped off down the highway. Witnesses told the deputies that Cheryl Henderson was involved in a relatively minor crash with another driver, but she wouldn't stop and tried to drive off. The other driver reportedly told deputies he tried to get her to stop by using his car to block her, but then he got out of the car, and that's when he said Henderson sped up and drove right toward him. He had to jump up onto the hood of the car to keep from being run over. Well, then she sped off with him still clinging to the hood of the car. The man told the deputies Henderson reached speeds of about 50 miles an hour and continued driving 
for two more miles despite having this man hanging onto the hood of her car until she was finally forced off the road by somebody who had witnessed the crash. Now, the man was reportedly not badly hurt. Henderson was arrested, though, and then charged with leaving the scene of the crash and aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. Jeez, Grandma driving 50 miles an hour with somebody clinging to her hood? I mean, although at her age, she probably could see that person even less than she did the road. She might be the only old person ever more incompetent, even more incompetent than the president. You know, jeez. Oh, well, hey, get out of my way, young man. I'm, I'm late for my beauty appointment. <laughs> yeah, well, if anybody knows the dangers of drinking and driving, I think it might be a cop, wouldn't you? Especially a cop that's known for making a lot of DUI arrests, right? Yeah, well, you would probably be right. Well, there's a police officer in Sacramento, California. He is Raymond Barantes. <clears throat> he has been recognized by MAD, you know, Mothers Against Drunk Driving for his stellar work in arresting all them drunk drivers. In fact, he got an award for it. But, and I think you know where this is going, Raymond was also arrested for DUI. <laughs> he was pulled over just before noon one day on a, on a Saturday, and he was off duty at the time, so does that count? It's really unclear why he was pulled over, but the cop um, suspected he was drunk. Now, a MAD program specialist said, one of the things we know is drunk driving is an across-the-board issue. Unfortunately, it hits every work situation. Here, here is the MAD program specialist and law enforcement liaison, Lori Bergenstock, reacting to the arrest of Officer Raymond Barantes. I'm surprised constantly by who gets drunk driving arrests. We work very, very closely with West Sac Police Department, and um, we're trusting that they're going to handle it well internally and that the officer will be held accountable, which is what's important to us. It is not always who you expect it to be. At least he didn't drive off with somebody clinging to his hood. But Raymond has worked for the department for about nine years. He's now on paid administrative leave while the department looks into the situation. Yeah. Nothing worse than a drunk driver other than maybe an unruly airline passenger. Uh, I So far, I've never had too many encounters with that, but I'm, I'm sure my time is coming. Where a woman, in this case, well, she wouldn't pay for an upgrade on a flight from London to Bangkok. And then she then ran out in uh, into the premium section of the plane and later was seen throwing big wads of money at her travel companion on the tarmac after they got kicked off. So the woman whose identity was not released was aboard this uh, EVA, it's EVA air flight, uh, when she began fighting with her male partner. So she storms off uh, the premium economy section, but then would not pay for an upgraded seat. Now, a spokesperson for the Taiwanese airline said both travelers had been unruly during the flight. Now, another male passenger traveling with her also engaged in disorderly behavior and smoked an e-cigarette adjacent to the cabin gallery, according to a spokesperson for the Taiwanese airline telling a local news outlet. is that our flight attendants took quick action to stop these passengers, but encountered inappropriate insults and physical abuse, according to the representative. They go on to say that after seeking the assistance from eight other passengers, these two unruly passengers were successfully restrained. But then matters took a bizarre turn. The plane turned around about five hours into the flight and landed in Vienna, Austria, where the squabbling pair was physically removed. Now, footage, footage showed the woman throwing wads of cash at her companion on the tarmac, and he and his airport workers were all scrambling to pick up the money. 
About $6,000 total was thrown at him. Here's some of the reaction from the people filming the big argument on board the plane. Oh, look at that money. £5,000. That's what she said. He's got a £5,000. All the money on the airport. Look. So police ultimately removed the warring duo from the tarmac in a paddy wagon. The bad news is these psychos probably can't fly on this airline for the rest of their life. But the good news is that they're certainly welcome on spirit any time. The woman refused to pay for an upgraded seat, yet she was carrying, what, six grand in cash? Something tells me that she might have enjoyed the airport bar a little too much before she got on board. Well, it also seems stuff like this happens a lot right now. There's uh, this... uh, first party this this is the first part of the story here but it, not not the second the the first part is where a 43 year old a guy named Trent Guthmiller was walking into a McDonald's in Bismarck North Dakota on his lunch break on the one Saturday and a random 33 year old guy outside asked if he'd buy him a Big Mac and a happy meal i don't know if you've ever been accosted by a some by somebody looking for a free food at McDonald's but this guy's name is George Demarius so um, George had had his one-year-old daughter with him in a stroller and was uh, there with a 27-year-old woman. Now, some people might say yes if somebody would ask for a Big Mac and a Happy Meal. With you got the kids standing nearby and you kind of feel like that maybe you need to do something to help, right? Because mainly the kid, you know, they'd probably say yes. But Trent said, no, no I, I'm not going to be able to. And then George said, maybe you should just go get a job. Well, George didn't take kindly to that. So he follows um, this guy, Trent, into the restaurant and pulls a gun on him. He called Trent a disrespectful SOB and told him to F off. Then he put the handgun away and left. Well, thankfully, nobody was hurt, but police did catch up with him and found the gun hidden in his daughter's stroller. Now he's facing a felony charge for terrorizing with a dangerous weapon. The woman with him also ended up in jail after giving cops a fake name. She pled guilty and got 10 days. Yeah, he's probably facing a much different sentence than that. I don't know. But yeah, now why is a 33-year-old asking for a Happy Meal? Sounds like a typical millennial refusing to grow up, right? Yeah, well, I I call this clown Peter Pan, although Peter would probably never eat that garbage food. Well, it's impossible to predict what random thing becomes the next big sensation. And, well, maybe you would call it the next must-have. I don't know. Maybe the next Beanie Babies or the next Tickle Me Elmo, the Furby or the Hatchimals. I think this one is even stranger than all of those I've mentioned. Over the last several days, a Halloween decoration at Target has, uh, well, let's just say, created a life of its own. It's gone viral. It's a jack-o'-lantern humanoid that's dressed up like a ghoul and it's eight feet tall and it costs 180 bucks and it has a name it's lewis (laughs) and it also speaks when you push a button its main line is i am not a jack-o'-lantern my name is lewis the other things that it says is trick or treat all you creepy crawlers or Hello, hello, I'm so happy you could carve out some time to come out tonight. And my favorite, crooked eyes, glowing eyes, I see all your tricks from way up high. Okay, that was pretty good. Well, anyway, Lewis sold out everywhere, despite being huge, expensive, and a Halloween decoration that's going to spend 11 months in your garage. 
But even if you can't own, own a Lewis right now, you can visit him because many Target locations have got Lewis set up inside the store and people have been posting videos on social media <laughs> of meeting him like he's some celebrity. The videos like these are what made Lewis go viral in the first place with people saying things like, Lewis is the best decoration of all time. Here's one of the decorations, many catchphrases that people on TikTok have been sharing. I am not a have created t-shirts inspired by Lewis and people have actually publicly called out target locations that don't have Lewis plugged in. <laughs> target hasn't commented so it's kind of unclear when or even if Lewis is going to be back in stock but at any case I'm sure at this point there's more than 600 million views on Lewis's own TikTok hashtag and there's even a hard-hitting local news report on Lewis as well. Now, according to some reports, Lewis was first posted by a woman named Shannon. She says, he's Halloween's Paddington Bear. Boy, oh boy, I got to have Lewis now my front lawn. <laughs> but maybe you don't want this in your takeout bag from KFC. I can tell you this, they sure weren't chicken legs. There was an Auckland father. He's saying that he got a rather rude shock in his KFC takeout bag, but the fast food giant denies they're responsible. Well, what it is are crude drawings of male genitalia scribbled on a paper bag. David Carpenter tells the Herald he visited the Pakurangwa branch on a Saturday afternoon with his partner and two children opting to go to the drive-thru. Now, he says there was really nothing unusual about the order. There was no confrontation with the staff before he was asked to park in front of the store while his order was completed. After a little bit of a wait, the male staff member from the KFC appears and hands him his bag, and he, you know, passes it on to his 8- and 10-year-old kids. That's when they said to me, Dad, what's this on the bag? Uh, he gets the bag, and lo and behold, it was penises. Yeah, there were penises on the bag. Carpenter said that the contents of the order were written on the bag, but there were also cartoon images of male genitalia included. He said, I looked at the bag, and I thought, what in the actual F? And I showed it to my partner and said, look at this. Photos supplied to the Herald show both the order and the obscene illustrations written in the same colored ink. And Carpenter went right back into the store to seek an explanation. He said the staff members he spoke with were as uh, kerfluffled whenever he pressed her on the issue. He called, he recalls saying she really didn't know what to say. And I and, and started kind of asking me questions like, how did you get that on the bag? And I said, listen, I've just literally come out of my car because you've just handed me this food and this is what was on the bag. He said he remained calm while asking staff for answers. And uh, while one staff member admitted that she had written the order, she completely denied drawing the penises on the bag. Now, Carpenter said, there's no way I could have put that on the bag. And he was offered a refund, and he accepted it, and then left the bag behind with the staff who asked to keep it for their own investigation. Yeah, well, a KFC, a KFC spokesperson told the Herald they had completed a probe and found, quote, no evidence to suggest any members of staff were involved. <clears throat> now, Carpenter challenged KFC to release closed-circuit television footage of the incident, claiming that 
Only about 20 seconds passed between him being handed the bag and them marching back into the restaurant. He added he had previously trusted the fast food giant and was absolutely horrified that his kids had to be confronted with images like that. And he said one of the kids even struggled with dietary requirements that made dining out difficult. And the incident now had narrowed the family's options even further. They won't eat at KFC again, he said. We can't. Now now she's got a mechanism in her mind that's uh, something wrong with it, and that's the problem. I've never known a cartoon drawing of a penis would affect people that dramatically. But, you know, hey, maybe some, you know, seventh grader saw the bag sitting, waiting to be taken out, and decided he would scribble something on it or something. I don't know. Who knows? Well, um, from having little cartoon willies drawn drawn on your KFC takeout bag to a mummy named Willie. He's a Pennsylvania man, and he was inadvertently mummified back in the 19th century. Um, He's finally going to get buried because his true identity has finally been released. The man has been known in death as Stone Man Willie, His actual identity, though, was unknown, at least for now. What is known is that Stoneman Willie was an alcoholic that died of kidney failure on November the 19th of 1895. And at the time of his death, Stoneman Willie was imprisoned at Berks County Prison on petty theft charges. And when he was arrested, Stoneman Willie gave his name as Jams Penn, J-A-M-S-P-E-N-N, Jams Penn, according to the website Berks Nostalgia. Now, as he neared death, Stoneman Willie revealed to the prison doctor that his name was not actually James Penn and that he had provided a fake name in order to spare his brother and sister's reputations, according to Burke's nostalgia. Several leads on the true identity did not pan out in the months after his death, and his authorities just did not know the man's identity. They were unable to find his family members to take his body. So his body was released to the Almond's Funeral Home in Reading, Pennsylvania, where it was um, accidentally mummified in an attempt to experiment with novel embalming techniques, according to Reuters. Well, Pennsylvania authorities gave Almond's Funeral Home the permission to keep Stone Man Willie's body rather than burying it in order to keep monitoring the effects of the embalming technique. Now, over a hundred years later, Stone Man Willie remained at Almond's Funeral Home on display. I'm not sure I would want to go to a funeral home seeking to inter a loved one and you have one of their former clients on display. But anyway, Willie's teeth and hair are completely intact, according to Reuters. His skin has a hard, leathery appearance. (laughs) The funeral director at Almond's Funeral Home, Kyle Blankenbiller, says, we don't refer to him as a mummy. We refer to him as our friend Willie, he says to Reuters, and adds, he has just become such an icon, such a storied part of not only Redding's past, but certainly its present. Now, earlier in this past year, Almond's Funeral Home announced that Stoneman Willie finally would be laid to rest and that his real name finally had been discovered through careful combing of historical documents. So in a press release, uh, Blankenbiller said that Stoneman Willie would be honored with the final public viewing uh, and then would be buried. And in honor of his public viewing, uh, Stoneman Willie was redressed in 19th century attire, according to the website Burke's Weekly. 
Now, the day before the viewing was to take place, a hearse carrying Stoneman Willie was part of the Reading's 250 or 275th anniversary parade. Uh, Mark May of Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, said to the local TV station, WFMZ, it was nice to have our hometown hero and see him one last time. <laughs> May added that the town's mummy has just been a celebrity since I can remember. Stoneman Willie's real name will be inscribed on his headstone and revealed publicly during the burial, according to Reuters. So, yes, it's amazing that everybody had such respect for a mummified inmate. But, hey, there you go. Well, there was a lot of folks that had a lot of respect lost when we had that big nationwide emergency alert test that interrupted your TV, your radio, and your cell phone. Remember that? Okay, it's a big nationwide emergency alert test. You know, my, my mother-in-law is convinced that Biden scheduled this test to prepare the nation for war because he's going to get us into the next war. But nevertheless, I'm, I'm sure you remember this thing. It interrupted everything, meetings and lunches. It startled people. But it really wasn't that big of a deal since really it happened to everybody. Although it was uh, not ideal for people who have a secret phone like members of the Amish community. Now, there's reports online about how some Amish people now are being shunned after the emergency alert outed their hidden cell phones. A former Amish guy on TikTok, his name is Eli Yoder, says that a few of his Amish friends are dealing with the backlash because, well, they had their phones on vibrate or with the sound off. or uh, And then they didn't realize that the alert would still make that loud sound. So in some Amish communities, this might be a minor offense, but in others, being shunned, you see, is, is significant and could involve a difficult separation of the person from the community for an extended period of time. See, getting shunned from the Amish doesn't mean a little slap on the wrist or anything. It involves a painful separation of a person from their community, Amish Basket says. Uh, now, the shunning means that a person caught can no longer eat or take rides with the other community members. And after getting caught red-handed, three Amish told Eli that they'd have to uh, keep their head down uh, while uh, getting caught with the contraband, right? Now, the folks in the uh, Pennsylvania Dutch country have developed their own way of letting people know of disasters. Take heed, mine Amish family. When them clouds gather dark and heavy, threatening our peaceful lands, or if there be flames a-roaring across our homesteads, thou may need it an auditory signal. Let us embrace a blending of the pastin and the futurin with the Amish alert system. The Amish alert system prompting us to grab in our buckets and standing united against disaster. Let it be a tool of safety, but also a guardian of our unique day of life. No word of any Pennsylvania Amish had been caught with their pants down, you might say. Well, there's something else in Pennsylvania besides the Amish that is getting a reputation. And it might be uh, some that would find it fascinating, but I will say it's probably a hard no from my wife. And I've been asking over and over, and you probably have never heard of this, unless you're from a very specific part of central Pennsylvania. But would you give this a go? It's something called Altoona-style pizza. It's 
It's making the rounds online, and, well, its namesake is um, actually the city of Altoona. It's about 45 minutes from where I live here. It's two hours east of Pittsburgh. So what is Altoona-style pizza? Well, it's a very thick slice of Sicilian-style pizza with green peppers and salami instead of pepperoni. But the salami isn't why it's going viral, you see. It's the defining characteristic of a slice of American cheese that's on top. (laughs) Yeah, there was a place there called the Altoona Hotel that started selling it around the 1960s. The original recipe used Velveeta, but now they're using Kraft Singles, which are considered acceptable. A writer for thetakeout.com did a big story on Altoona-style pizza and called it confoundingly delicious. They wrote, American cheese on pizza works. It's odd and it's ugly, but it's undeniably magnificent. So, yes or no? Would you give the American cheese pizza a shot? I'm just going to keep asking, and one day we might find out. And I will I will give you my complete analysis here on the podcast. I've just got to convince my wife to maybe down a couple of bites. Well, maybe this lady just really needed a place to lie down. A 41-year-old drunk woman got arrested after attacking a mattress store mascot in Durango, Colorado. That's about 20 miles north of the New Mexican border. It happened outside of a store called the Mattress Outlet. Their mascot is a six-foot-tall mattress named, appropriately, Matty. The employee playing Matty was just a few minutes into his shift, and a woman shows up and starts hugging him. Then she quickly becomes aggressive. The manager described her as uh, drunk out of her mind. He says she kept trying to shove and trip Matty to get him on the ground and, well, eventually did knock him down. And then she stood over him screaming profanities. Well, Matty got up and ran inside and held the door while they called 911. Meanwhile, she just kept banging on it and eventually threw a sign that they had set up outside. Cops finally caught up with her about a block away and arrested her for assault. It's kind of dangerous being dressed up as a mattress, you know? I mean, people just want to lay all over you. Well, here's a guy that definitely has uh, gotten some attention to himself, not because of necessarily who he is related to either. Uh, It was a naked selfie of the brother of the president of the United States. That's right, Joe Biden's brother, Frank. They found him on a gay porn site, and the naked photo was actually uploaded to the website called guyswithiphones.com back in 2018 when Frank was 64. And even more than, what, five years later, it's still live on the site. By the way, Frank has a longtime female partner named Mindy Ward. And Frank conceded that he was the man in the photo indeed, but denied that he was the one that posted it. He said, I have absolutely no comment. I could care less. I haven't even looked at it. Wait a minute. You took the picture. You had to look at it. He said, they must have hacked my phone. It was first unearthed by right-wing nonprofit Marco Polo, which has been investigating the Biden family for alleged political corruption and crimes for years. So this naked picture of the president's brother has been circulating online, and that could raise the prospect of blackmail of the first family, and that could even be a potential national security threat. Now, there's no evidence that any person or group has attempted to use the shot against the Biden administration. Guys with, phone, guys with iPhones describes itself, though, as a <clears throat> powered by love for hot men who appreciate the finer gadgets in life and features selfies of 
naked men. Privacy fine print on the site shows it is owned by gay porn blog QueerClick.com. Site metadata and a watermark on the photo says it was posted May 23rd of 2018, about the same time that Frank's nephew Hunter Biden was also photographing himself naked at the Chateau Marmot with M&Ms lined up along his penis and pictures from the first son's abandoned laptop, according to what they found there. Now, in Frank's naked selfie, he appears to be wearing only a baseball cap and glasses as he poses in front of a bathroom mirror. You can also see the toilet with its seat up behind him. Frank has treated her uh, to... um, well, Frank has actually has been treated to official events courtesy of Joe, including a dinner held for the state visit of the Prime Minister of Singapore in August of 2016. And Frank has used his Biden name to boost his career, touting his Washington, D.C. connections to swing board positions at a Florida education company and other venues. But apparently there's folks seeing other things swinging now. Well, there was a Florida woman who was arrested after she threw a sausage and a Coke at a gas station cashier during a very heated argument. The cashier told deputies that the incident started when the customer confronted her, saying she could have handled her two transactions at once. The two reportedly shouted racial slurs at each other, causing the verbal altercation to turn physical. Now, that's when the customer, Deja Cobb, allegedly grabbed a sausage from the hot tray and its tongs and hurled both of them at the cashier. Well, the sausage hit the cashier in the right wrist and the tongs in the right leg. Cobb then left the store. The cashier grabbed the sausage off the floor, went outside and threw it at Cobb's car. Well, Cobb retaliated by throwing the Coke can she just purchased and the same sausage at the cashier who was standing toward the end of the counter. The store owner who witnessed the whole thing said Cobb needed to leave. Cobb, however, said she wasn't trespassed from the store, so she refused. According to the deputies, she loitered and taunted the store employees for eight whole minutes. Cobb was eventually arrested and taken to the Marion County Jail. Gas station sausages, you know... They're known for causing serious bodily harm, right? Yeah, well, usually that's uh, after you eat them. Throwing the Coke can might have been worse, I mean, simply because she actually tossed the the liquid poison. Well, residents of Wisconsin's neighborhood there was traded to a rather unusual site when a herd of up to four dozen cows came wandering through their cul-de-sac. Brian McGarry of Port Washington, Wisconsin, captured the video as the cows wandered past homes in the Rolling Hills Estate subdivision while astonished neighbors watched. Neighbor McMayer said that the spectacle just left him in total disbelief. He said that we were in our backyard and the cows came stampeding down the hill. They were moving because, well, there's a pretty vertical drop there. And it was kind of like the bulls of Pampelona. Something like that, he tells WISN-TV. The resident there, Chuck Curran, said that he lost count at 20 cows wandering through his garden. He says, I'm going to buy some additional bags of topsoil and fill in where they've got these four-inch deep footprints through both our left and right flower beds, he told WDJT-TV. Daniel Santos, who also attempted to try to wrangle the bovines, estimated there were probably up to four dozen cows total. Yeah, well, luckily the police finally showed up and hit him with a moving violation. Finally, we have a 60-year-old bus driver on Long Island. He lost his job because they caught him drinking White Claw while driving students. (laughs) The driver was caught when the students noticed uh, the can of bottle of White Claw in the cup holder. 
the bus driver is not going to face charges because police think that her story that she actually grabbed up hard seltzer water without realizing that it was alcoholic. Her name is uh, Amal Hannah. She was talking to 12 News on Long Island that she said she's really a teetotaler because that, you know she's undergoing chemotherapy for cancer, which will also leave her unable to taste if drinks are alcoholic. She said she grabbed a white claw from the fridge that she shares with a roommate in uh, Hoppage, and she thought that she was actually drinking a regular fruit-flavored seltzer while driving kids home from Smithtown High School West. Well, here are the parents and the people in the community reacting to their white claw, white claw drinking bus driver. I think it's crazy and it needs to be addressed. Yeah, that's not good. Not at all. Yeah, especially with the kids on the bus. My daughter's a teacher and she would never allow that. That's a regular thing. If he's so blatant with it, it's regular. I think it's a disaster. I mean, I have a kid that goes on a school bus and uh, that's pretty scary, yeah. The newly fired driver says through tears, it was a mistake, it was a mistake, just a mistake. She's fearing she could end up homeless for going through chemo without a job. She says, for people like me that don't drink, how are they going to know it's alcohol? She asks, pointing out that she can only be warned that it was alcohol because, well, it was said so in very small print. Maybe she needs a little education on cheap alcohol drinks. You know, I'm open to talking about anything, but love talking about surviving in the stupidity that's always around us. If you're insane enough to ask, I'm insane enough to reply. I'd love to hear from you, either by leaving a voice message or a written message. You can do that at podcast.insaneericlane.com. Leave any comment that you have from a podcast to a question, and I'll be happy to address either one. Your question or comment just might be played and or talked about in a future episode. And if you or someone you know would like to join in on a podcast, you're more than welcome to participate. If you have the Spotify for Podcasters app on your phone, you can do just that. It's as simple as a phone call. Just download the app at your favorite app store and add the podcast here to your favorites. You can also email me with comments, questions, requests at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Of course, you can also subscribe to the podcast if you listen on Apple, iHeart, Breakers, Google, Verbo, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. And don't forget to follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane. Just in time, I just got my little glass of Glava poured, and I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a little obsessed with this Glava stuff. It's an expensive habit. <laughs> to import it from Italy itself. Oh, well, or Italy, Italy, Scotland. Why am I? What am I? Uh, well, thinking it's imported from Scotland by way of Canada. Right. Um, so, and and this was a gift. So I'm still, you know, enjoying my uh, my, my my gift for. Uh, I guess it was my, my our anniversary gift. That's what it is. That's right. That's so, right. Um, well, look, I've got a glass of my kombucha uh, here. 
That's right. <laughs> yeah. So a I, gallon and a half behind me that's about ready to bottle. Half. Oh my gosh. So so let me ask you. So this is is this like batch number three that you've been doing? Uh, I, I'm drinking batch number three. Okay. And I've got batch number four behind me. <laughs> So, so give us a progress report. I mean, from your first batch, kind of tell us how is it is are you finding yourself improving the quality of the kombucha with each batch? Definitely improving. I think. Um, yeah, I, I I'm, I'm learning. Like, I let it sit a little longer for for mine at least, maybe for my taste. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it, it kind of has an apple cider like um, kind of flavor to it. Okay, I think when, when I'm not adding anything else to it. Uh, okay, I'm actually yeah. kind of preferring the plain taste a little bit more. Um, my <laughs> wife thinks it tastes a little bit too much like apple cider vinegar. I don't think it tastes like vinegar. She kind of does. It almost tastes like a like a like a like a apple cider kind of like adult beverage, though. I think. Okay. Um, I did try flavoring the second batch with things like, right. like a guava um, and and uh, passion fruit, and then I did like yeah. a mango with cayenne. But I, uh-huh. I definitely put way too much cayenne pepper in. Um, <laughs> I mean, like I was fine, but like if I if I'm drinking a spicy drink, I like mm. spicy drinks. Yeah, but I don't want it to feel like I'm eating spicy food. <laughs> That's that true. Like, there's there's yeah. a different level of spice that you can get with food that like is just not pleasant with a drink. And and so it, it wasn't. The, it was a little too hot. I'm learning a little bit. Yeah. Not the, not the kind that you could drink every day because of that. Right. But it was. It wasn't bad. I kind of yeah. like the plain flavor a little more, and so I thought I'll do some plain bottles, and um, and maybe maybe I'll play around with some flavors on the next one. Do some plain and some flavored. Well, do do you uh, maybe you should should get into like one of these uh, kombucha discussion groups so you can exchange ideas and come up with some new <laughs> recipes. Oh man, yeah, I, um, I I'm not sure I'm ready for that yet. I I don't <laughs> have the the care or anything with that. If I'm going oh. on a discussion group, it, it's it's to like troubleshoot, you know, car stuff, so I can fix it myself. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I will say that my my check engine light turned off this week after uh, doing a little work on it, so I'm right I'm pleased with with the work uh, there. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, that's good. Yeah. I I had a um, <clears throat> had a guest come for uh, the, our radio show, um, and this guest. Um, is an artist from Canada. And so they're doing like these radio tours. They stop at different radio stations. So they stopped mm-hmm. at our radio station. And she brought me, um, she, she's, I guess, got a, a deal where every Friday night she does like a Facebook Live and she calls it uh, Fireball Fridays. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She brought me like four or five little bottles of Fireball. So when I run out of the clay, I may just, you know, hit these things up and try. Oh, there you go. I mean, I'm sure that the fireball isn't that strong or anything. People talk about it. It's this glorious thing. It's not. It's just like cinnamon. It it tastes like one of those cinnamon hard candies, you know, like like the balls. I guess the fireball, like hard candy. Well, yeah. I mean, it does have a good, strong cinnamon taste. I I tried one of them, and I didn't really get the fireball candy concept taste out of it. It felt like I was drinking Listerine. Listerine. I don't like the cinnamon Listerine. I, I go for the mint. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, yeah. It's, it's not that strong though. It's like thirty percent, you know. And if yeah. you're getting liquor, forty percent is basically like that. That's yeah, right. like the, the bare minimum, basically. Uh, so I don't know. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I've had the, I've had the Glava. I think to me that's the creme de la creme. And so Fireball is kind of like the poor man's liquor. I, I will say, yeah, Fireball is like a poor man's liquor. 
Um, I, uh, if I'm getting scotch, usually the scotch I'm getting is going to be, uh, you know, uh, quite a few dollar signs, I think worth, um, for for it to be quality and worth it for me. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, have you still maintained your sanity with not having anything to do for work and still being at home on paternity leave? I mean, I know that you're going a little bit stir crazy last week. Oh yeah. I was, I, I I got Rick rolled for the first time in a while. So Um, wow wow (laughs) you're letting your your guard down (laughs) uh no yeah it's uh i I didn't see it coming i will say that and um uh you know the car the the car stuff is giving you something to work on which is nice um things are never as easy as what you you know kind of expect um yeah with that so but i eventually finally got the car stuff back I, i got you know all of it done great. And then one of my oxygen sensors just did not want to thread back in. Like it did not want to screw back in. Um, I, and and so basically over the weekend, um, I went out with one of the oxygen sensors was jammed. It would not come out. So I went out and bought a a cheap, but it was, it's still nice. uh, Torque wrench from Harbor freight. So I I basically had like a third testicle drop over the weekend. (laughs) Buying a torque wrench. Uh, And then, you know, I get this oxygen sensor off. I'm like, boom, it works perfect. And I'm like, it's about, I need a torque wrench at this point. Like, it's about time that I get something like that. I'm going to keep it for life. Um, and, and then I get this oxygen sensor to put back in and it's not going back in. I'm like, all right, yeah. uh, what's going on there? And, and, and so that, that third one that dropped just kind of gets sucked back up right away. And then <laughs> it continues to not want to go in. I'm spending hours out there trying to get this thing, like trying to clean the threads, everything. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm pretty sure my, my second one, uh, also, you know, sucked back up in there. And so now I'm, I'm just like, uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I'm getting emasculated uh, very quickly. Um, and eventually I got, I, I don't know if it screwed in all the way. I'm going to be honest with that, but it screwed in a little bit, which is enough. I don't know if the threads are a little messed up. This is the car I just need to keep running for another year while we save yeah. up to buy a car in cash. And uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, so it's at least in there and, after driving it around a couple of times, it's still in and my check engine light did actually shut off. So good. Good. I'm back to, I'm back to two balls. The, the standard. Number <laughs> of uh, but that's good. Be care- well, be careful. If you're going to be getting a card, try not to get one too late because you have a late model. These newer cars, you know, they spy on you, you know? Oh my gosh. I, I want to be able to work on it too. Is, is this the thing? Well, like, a lot of people say yeah, these you know, are really difficult to work on yourself. Right, right. Well, you have to plug them into the computer and rewrite the program or something. I don't oh know. Gosh, They're kind yeah. of. I, you know, I, I will, I will be attempting to learn these things as it comes up. We'll see. I, I, I will say one productive thing I really did do was in the process of the car stuff. I went ahead and bought some WD forty. There you uh, go. And, there and you go. Some, um, all of the door hinges in our house. Half of them were squeaky, and anytime, like like in our bedroom, you know, where, where um, our our youngest, like our infant, is sleeping, anytime that we open the bathroom door, it's a little squeak. And he'll he'll sleep through all the noise, the dog barking, kids screaming, uh, and man. then the moment he hears that little squeaky door, he's awake. Yeah. And so yeah. uh, none of the doors squeak now. It is a silent house. So so let me get this right. You are you are so desperate for work now. You're WD fortying all of your hinges. <laughs> They, that's well, well. You're true. That is true. It also they needed it. Okay, they actually did need it. Um, and, uh, and I, I always figure with the front door, it's almost like an alarm. You know those alarms that beep when you open it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
our, our squeaky front door was like an alarm, and that's good. Yeah. Uh, and it, I've, I've kept it that way for years just because of that. Uh, right. And then finally I've reached a point where I'm like, no, uh, when it's waking a baby up every time the door opens, <sighs> it, it's time to, to fix that. So. Well, yeah. but we're actually recording the podcast a little early this week because I'm going to be out of the state Thursday and Friday. The Thursdays when we normally record the podcast. But no, the wife wants to do a little leaf peeping up in Vermont. So I had a feeling when you said Vermont, yeah, I was like, it must be fall season. Yeah, huh? and and of course that's and somebody said, are you just going up there to look at the leaves? I'm like, well, no, there's friends she hasn't seen in a long time, so she wants to go and visit them. So that's really kind of what we're doing, and leaf peeping is just a bonus, you know. She gets I, to see. I'm, I'm I'm curious. I've never I don't know if I've ever met anyone from Vermont, but in my mind, I feel like they're all yuppies. Is that right? Well. No, I, I think most people from Vermont, I just think of, of uh, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, yeah I'm, not, I'm not a Sanders. I, I'm not a, yeah. I don't feel the burn. I think if you feel the burn, you need a little pin. Yeah. It's kind of like Vermont. I think of Bernie Sanders and Ben and Jerry's. That's kind of what I think about with Vermont. Yeah, uh, and that's, that's, that's my issue with Vermont, I think, is like those two things. Uh, that's probably <laughs> my biggest issue with, with Vermont. Yeah. Well, so we're going to leave probably sometime Thursday morning and just actually spend the, the whole weekend from Thursday, probably into Sunday or whatever like this. And hopefully we're done going places, at least until around Thanksgiving, I would hope anyway. So we'll we'll see. But I don't know. Well, uh, this will this will be fun. I know this. But but I know that uh, we were now in the midst of, uh, of a student about to uh, transfer to a new college or new university. So. We're kind of walking him through the steps. He's wanting to know, you know, well, where do I get my transcripts? So I'm like, well, you go to the registrar's office and have them send the transcripts to the new university. You know, so we're walking him through all of that. That'll this be the next. This will be my youngest son. That's right. Okay, so he's looking to change colleges. Yep, he is actually looking to to. Uh, he wants to enroll in Liberty. So oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, so so he'll be probably starting Liberty in in the in the spring, and he's already looking at the the calendar for the next fall semester and everything. And he says it looks like he's going to get like a week off for Thanksgiving next year. They're from college, and so he's looking forward to maybe going with me because that'll be the year that we have our big family reunion in Arkansas. Uh, he hasn't, yeah, yeah. So he hasn't been to that one in quite a while. So I think he wants to go to that. So that'll be kind of cool. So. I mean, we got a lot of stuff going on around here for the time being. And my, my wife has, uh, she wants to get me up into the attic to bring out the fall decorations. This is the time of the year where I'm going up and down into the attic, getting out boxes of Tupperware, these big Tupperware tubs, you know, oh, yeah, all yeah. decorations. We, we, so, we've already had our fall decorations up for a few weeks now. I mean, yeah, by, by so, the first day of fall, we're like, we're bringing it out. We were excited. Well, it's our, well, it's our she, favorite time of the year. Well, she wanted to do that, but she has some into the things, and it's, it's like every other week. I need you to get up here sometime tomorrow, and then tomorrow comes and she's doing something else. So, but but yeah, and, and it's always fun to me to get up in the in the attic and do this because I'm you know it's complete chaos in the attic, and I'm going from tub to tub, and I'm like, well, I don't see fall decorations. Well, it should be over there, over where? I'm like. It's not over there, you know, and she's yelling at me directions from down down below. And I'm up in the attic telling her what I'm seeing. And she goes, well, no, no, it shouldn't be there. But it is not there, you know. So this is our back and forth. So 
But we, we put up fall decorations. We don't put up Halloween decorations. Frankly, I would like to put up Halloween decorations. I oh, love yeah, decorating yeah. Halloween. You know, I mean, when I was a kid, yeah, I mean, I would put black lights out on the front porch. You know, I'd play the Walt Disney uh, haunted house sound effects out the window. And I'd put on, your, on, on, on your like record player. Yeah, on my record player. That's exactly right. You know, and then then I would go and I'd, I remember one time whenever uh, your mom and I were like, teenagers we were answering the door for halloween i'd put on the scary mask and your, your mom would go out and would give the candy to the kids and i'd come out behind her and make the kids wet their pants when they would see me come out the door you know and it was always fun to scare the living crap out of the kids you know but my, my wife doesn't want me to do that because it's so cruel to the poor children yeah i, I remember back um and, and well my, my wife uh, doesn't she she thinks of those halloween decorations in sell diablo uh, yeah. Even though she enjoys seeing them at other people's houses, she oh, yeah. doesn't want that at her house. She would rather yeah, see stacks of hay and the the, oh, the like the yes. um, pumpkins and, and the yeah. scarecrows and, and like just the fall feel things. Yeah. But, Nowadays, yeah. I mean, it's like the, the Halloween decorations now are are getting so cool. I'm like, this is I would love to deck my house out and just scare the crap out of kids. Yeah, yeah. I, I would. Um, love I will say one thing. One thing I do, I've gotten pretty good at carving pumpkins. Um, oh. I would say pretty good. I'm not, I'm not like a pro, but I did a really uh, good Mickey Mouse pumpkin last year for uh, for my oh, son. Cool. And it, oh, it looked legit. It was, I was surprised at how good it looked. Um, but like when we go into places like Halloween stores, uh, we've kind of been a little bit choosy about which ones because we don't want to like freak our, our son out because he's three and a half. Yeah. He's not really going to remember Halloween from last year, and also he's getting to the age where his imagination. Is oh. going to catch hold more, and I don't want yeah. to put certain ideas in his head, um, right? To begin with, because then he's not going to sleep, you know, and he's <laughs> going to have nightmares or things. Yes, um, and and so you know, introducing those things gradually, but it's always like, oh, this is for this is pretend. Here's for fun, and and sort of yeah. Halloween store, and uh, you know, there's this giant like scary looking, you know, you right when you walk in, you got these like nine foot tall, <laughs> you know, seven foot tall, like. Skeletons, scary creatures there, and, and so like you know, first he kind of gives it a leery look, and and uh, I make a joke with it and pretend to get scared from it, so he starts laughing, and I have to like lift up the gown to show, look, it's yeah. just a bunch of wires, a metal yeah. frame with a cloth over, it. and he's like, okay, all right, yep. okay, I'm gonna here touch it. You see, that's like feels like plastic, right? And this is just yeah. metal, and, and so then he starts to trust it. No, okay, it's just pretend. Um, yeah, and I've been I've been trying to be careful and intentional about some of that. Just so well, that's he, probably a good, you know, that's a good know, idea. Yeah, but uh, but it, I mean, it does sound fun. Like uh, I, I think, like well, I mean, I, I kind of think in a way, you know, you going to your Arkansas family reunion is similar because, like, one of my favorite things to think I could do there is to go there and count uh, limbs and teeth and try <laughs> to do the math. Uh, you know, because it's it's not going to add up. Either of those things aren't going to really add up with. Yeah, that, it's um, not. It, it's not as bad as people in West Virginia. You get five or six people together, and you have a whole set of teeth. Let's see. There you go. Um, I remember in high school, though, uh, my friend and my brother and I, we would, uh, you know, like set up in my friend's garage, like a ha little haunted house, and of yeah. course, put the candy bowl in there. And so yeah. we got like fog. Uh, you know, like I've got a fog pedal, and nice. so like they know. Like I, I dress up as George W. Bush because oh he was no. Uh, or maybe just prior to you know, and and like, and I had a decent like impression of him at the time. Uh, right. It was funny. Like I had a hair coat over, put some gray spray kind of in my hair, and and uh, and so like you know, the idea was like the scariest thing of all was politics. But before that, you had like you know, someone as a vampire hiding in the shadows. You had another yeah. part where there was like a cloth hiding there, 
and yep. like chicken wire all put up and like limbs hanging. We had a grill set up oh. with fake arms and legs on it. And so oh, kids no. walk in and, you know, they knew that if they heard the fog machine go off, then they're like, all right, I've got like, like a countdown, three, two, one. And then they come out, you know, so we would time it out like based on, on certain cues. And if yeah. there was a young kid or something, then, you know, we had like a little cue to be like, hey, let's not you know, scare them too bad. And so no. they have to come in and listen to a bad George W. Bush uh, impression oh, and laugh. The, you know, that <laughs> kind of laugh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, while, while it's surrounded by all these terrifying looking things. Oh, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Wow. But, um, I, look, I, um, I will say, like, I, I think that there are definitely, um, we, we would have people coming out apparently every year from different neighborhoods, just looking for our quote unquote haunted house. <laughs> um, you know, for that. And, I, and I think that's a good sign that you've done something well. Right. Uh, right. And that, and uh, now when it comes to Halloween decor and this stuff, I think that we could also kind of judge that by a similar standard. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and, and this is where we get into our first uh, story of, of the night. Um, welcome. We, we kind of do small talk, I guess at the beginning. Uh, if you've not listened here, this is Eric Lane's Insane Eric Lane's uh, Super World, and I'm Pancho Guero. I uh, I basically hijack uh, this episode and uh, <laughs> choose some of some of Eric's stories, handpick. Uh, I handpick him, and then him and I kind of spitball things back and forth. Um, yeah, so um, a little Halloween decor. Uh, this is I mean I'm excited for Halloween stories. I'm excited for Halloween. It's my favorite probably month of the year, October. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm a huge fan of fall, like the corn mazes, uh, Halloween, and the spooky things. It's just fun. I don't know. It's it makes me feel like a kid again every year. And, oh yeah. And I, I think there's like there's no higher praise for a Halloween decor enthusiast. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And uh, to I guess in, in this case. Get the the Glen Falls Fire Department called out to your house for a confirmed structure fire on the upstate uh, in the upstate city. And the firefighters were shocked to see no fire, but rather a premature yet amazing Halloween display. Oh, so, so yeah, they they're putting up Halloween decor and they get called for for a fire department. I guess someone thought there was a real fire. And uh, I think that this is good because now the firefighters know which neighborhood to go to with their kids on Halloween. Oh, yeah. Out, you know, the most fun. Um, but uh, that's also, I mean, I think that's great. I don't know. If, if that happened to me, I would be so proud. I would I would wear that as a badge <laughs> of honor for my life. Um, but there's video but they, that was provided by the homeowner to the fire department that showed the, the extravagant setup, which made the house look like a potential crime scene. The decor makes it appear as though the house was really on fire with faux flames lighting up and seemingly engulfing the um, interior through the windows. Wow. Fire department said, to our surprise, this was an amazing Halloween decoration. <laughs> and this display will be uh, for the public's entertainment until the end of October. They added that the spectacle was a result of two LED lights, a box fan, and a, a silver sheet. Uh, and a fog machine. Wow. The majority of Facebook comments, uh, uh, the fire department included, applauded the homeowners for their creativity. The apparent neighbors posted, our neighbors are so creative. Way to go, John and Matt. It is so realistic. <laughs> the fire department's official Facebook page responded with, they were both amazing. I thank them again. We like these calls. <laughs> Someone else uh, posted, that's impressively uh, surreal. Going to be getting a lot of calls for this one. 
with another uh, comment saying, wow, that's insane. How realistic it, it looks. It's crazy. However, one person said it might be a good idea to notify the fire department what you're doing, that you're doing this so they don't, uh, you know, get a call for it, I guess. <laughs> that's um, true. Check, check out the video, though. I mean, it, I'm seeing, I'm seeing it's, it's, it's impressive. It's, I'm, I'm, I wish I could do that here. Well, yeah, I mean, I looked at the video and it literally looked like you had every window looked like every room is engulfed in flames. It was pretty insane. That reminded me you know, of the, the one the question, question I have is like, if they did this on April Fool's Day, would they get in trouble <laughs> or not? That's this a good point. Because it's Halloween. That's a know. good point. Good point. I did know uh, there was one year, some guy he did. a. I mean, it was an impressive Halloween scene. That literally it had looked like it had bodies laying in the garage and blood running down the driveway. And the cops got called because they thought there was a, like a shooting at the house. So that's probably one you don't want to try. OK, that was <laughs> that one. I don't know whether that went over as, as well as the, the fire uh, did. But but definitely some of these some of these houses, I mean, we, we have a few around here. You're driving by and you do a double take to like, what? You know, what is this? You know, I mean, it's really pretty good. But other places you do double take sometimes are in the airports. And I've seen a lot of stuff in airports when I go through. Okay. And there were some folks doing <clears throat> double takes and double double takes at this woman in an airport who, for all practical purposes, was naked from the waist down. As she was walking in line at a Florida airport. Now, you look at the video, it, it, it appears to be shot at the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport at Terminal 4. We got Spirit Airlines. They use the terminal for departures and arrivals. So the camera woman that shoot the video says, this ain't right. So what it is, it's literally, I mean, it, if you've seen the video, you would agree. Okay, here's the now infamous video that this bystander took while commenting on this half-naked woman waiting in line there at the ticket counter. Spirit Airlines, half-naked. What this is going on in 2023? Lord, give me strength. I say no draws. I wonder if Spirit going to let this happen today. Spirit, you going to let this happen? No draws. Look, look at the woman. Look at the woman. <laughs> now, now, people actually have seen it, and they think maybe the woman's dress might have cinched up a little bit that um, gave everybody a nice full moon, you know, with her butt cheeks hanging out. But somebody else is wondering, I wonder if Spirit going to let this happen today. Spirit, you going to let this happen? But, I mean, she, I mean, this thing is, whatever she's wearing, it is super short and I don't know I, I, whether she maybe had gotten a really bad wedgie from the story we read last week or something, but it definitely looked like she had nothing on from the waist down and it made folks do a double take. I guarantee it. In, in her defense, I think she was walking towards terminal 69. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I, I, I maybe she was just getting off the plane and was getting ready to get her luggage or something. I don't know, but, I mean, honestly, how would you how would you not know that there was a problem down below like that when you're walking through the airport? You know, oh, Steph, I, I've got a different take. I, this is the, the real take I've had. The first thought I had when I, when I read this uh, was that I kind of like in my mind, I'm, I'm imagining that she's just like basically just trying to make it easy and getting ready 
to be effed in the A by Spirit Airlines. <laughs> well, like, either that or like she's, like, she's all prepared and ready for it, you know? Like she's like, all right, here's where I bend over and just take it from Spirit, like like well, everybody else, you know. Either either that or she's preparing to be searched for TSA. <laughs> yeah, that too. That, that is right. Yeah, man. Maybe that makes their job a little easier, or maybe <laughs> may, uh, maybe that means they have to be more thorough. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, um, yeah, uh, look, I mean, uh, I, you were turning a lot of heads, I think, at, at uh, Terminal 4, for sure. Um, and, uh, and this, you know, sometimes you, you, you've got to turn heads uh, for people, at, like maybe in the airport or, or in this realm. Uh, but what happens when you start turning, I guess, uh, I don't know, what, what, ghostly heads? Like, what, what do you call that, I guess? Uh, do ghosts mm-hmm. have heads? Do they turn? <laughs> I don't know. Um, turn all the way but, around, sixty uh, yeah, degree. Basically, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. If you, what, what happens if you get the heads to turn a full three hundred sixty degrees around? That is <laughs> that is the right way. Um, and it's also Halloween season, so maybe this is a way for any of the the single members of the audience to find someone uh, to finally hook up with. If not, maybe in this life, maybe in the next life. Mm. Um, there's a, a woman uh, who's claimed that she's been sleeping with a ghost for 20 years, but oh. the relationship turned sour when she caught a glimpse of the ghoul's terrifying face. Hmm. Um, yeah. Which is probably why, like, you know, maybe that's why they come out at night, right? Like yeah. turn off yeah. the lights. Uh, so that way you don't have to, you know, look at them. I don't know. Um, I hear uh, some people do that as well. Uh, when they uh-huh. feel ashamed. Uh-huh. About, uh, that's right. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, pa- pa- Paula Flores, she says that her relationship with the ghost started when she was younger and led to two decades of passionate nights together. <laughs> Take without what you what you will, because I don't know what that's supposed to mean. You know, um, right. She even went as far as to claim that the spirit always initiated it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess it's one, um, you know. Horny spirit, I guess, and 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 I guess when you look at the head, maybe there were actual horns on this thing. Yeah. Well, my question, my question is, does the spirit get naked first? Yeah, um, yeah, I, you know, maybe I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of questions I've got, but um, <laughs> I think the one rule when it comes to you know banging with the the dead or the afterlife is not to fall in love. Yeah, but uh, you know, despite falling in love with the supernatural soul, the, the pairing turned uh, soon soon turned cold. Um, you know, I'm sure for more ways than one, right? I hear temperature <laughs> drop is one of the signs that uh, you know you might be haunted. Uh, this is when the woman saw the ghost's face, describing him as a large male figure with fangs and the face of a gargoyle. So hmm. uh, you know, th- this is where she probably shows up on like Jerry or something, you know. Uh, yep. like who's the father and, and you realize yep. it's like some, some demon like you know mm. Zabula Bell or something I'm just making this <laughs> up I don't even know what's, um, but uh, yeah Paula well she decides that she didn't want any contact with him again uh, so you know look we're breaking up because I've seen your face I think that she wouldn't be the first person to have yeah. a conversation like this um, right. maybe to a ghost but uh, the woman from Colombia shared her romance on the TV show Sin Carreta, uh, it's on like a state-owned channel, um, you know, like Channel One or something. Where this is where she explained to the show's host Juan Diego Alvera how the. Now I'd like to pronounce that Juan Diego Elvira, you know, because of the <laughs> concept, 
right. um, how the relationship started. So she says, one day I was lying down when I felt a hand move from my feet to my chest. And it was so strange, I was scared. From that moment on, he started coming to me like a spirit to have sex with me, she claimed. <laughs> she admitted to enjoying her steamy sessions every night until she got a glimpse of his face. She added, uh, you know, that, like, uh, how do you do this for two decades not knowing the, the face? <laughs> yeah, this right. Is, um, the last time I, I saw his face was when I didn't want to continue. Psychologist Mar uh, Martiza uh, Montalegre uh, claims Flores' case is not at all common, adding, in fact, demonic cases are extremely isolated. However, parapsychologist Waro uh, Urbex believes that Flores' account is credible, adding that she was probably in a relationship with an incubus. Oh, boy. Uh, right, and I've heard of incubus, I've heard of succubus before, if you're, you know, the other way around, right, for... Um, yep. You know, uh, but uh, Urbex, he, he explains that an incubus is a demonic entity. It, um, it is a lower astral entity. They specialize in grabbing people and taking their energy. People were quick to chime in on Paula's experience as one local commented, it must have been a satanic spirit, while another jib tell her it, it was a neighbor with a sheet with holes. <laughs> Meanwhile, another person joked, the spirit was no saint. Yeah, really. Maybe with the, uh, the 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 popularity of the movie The Exorcist reboot, maybe she's been watching a little too many movies. I uh, I was saying if she ever got pregnant from the whole experience, then I think we've got a whole other slew. Of oh yes, yeah, that would be that might be a story that we could cover in a future podcast. You know, I was impregnated by a ghost. <clears throat> yeah, that, that, it's, it's sort of like a whole different, like uh, you know, till death do us part. But what happens if one of you is already dead? Yeah, and you've already departed. What's going to happen then? You know? Yeah. Well, the last thing I want to be doing is monkeying around with a ghost. That's for sure. You know, I I don't know how that would even happen. But if you got a monkey <clears throat> that is monkeying around with some adult beverages. <laughs> this might be something worse. I don't know. I, I think we, we missed a good opportunity about <laughs> something regarding goose bumping in the night or something. I don't ah, know. there you go. Goose, goose bumping. Bumps. Maybe, maybe, you know, it, it gave her goose humps or something. Uh, there's, <laughs> Not there's, goose there's bumping. There. Do something with that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I love this. This has to be the stupid headline of the week. Okay. A missing monkey <clears throat> named Momo was spotted drinking beer in Indiana. <clears throat> yeah. So uh, the cops in Indianapolis get a call when somebody's pet monkey escaped and made a run for it. Now, this is the kind of monkey that's native to West Africa. It's called the Patus uh, monkey. And uh, these things can get up to about 30 pounds, and they are literally the fastest primate on planet Earth. They can actually sprint over 30 miles an hour. So... They're a little hard to catch, <clears throat> okay? Actually, the fastest speed that um, the uh, the Uzan Bolt ever hit was about 28 miles an hour. But several people spotted Momo running around Indianapolis, and there were some unconfirmed reports that he might have even bitten a few people. Yeah. Now, one person that saw him said they watched him literally dig through somebody's garbage can, and they pulled out a beer can, he said, and the beer, uh, the monkey drank the remaining beer that was in it. So we got a guy that actually saw Momo. Uh, his name is Michael Hinoja, Hino, maybe Hinojosa or something like this, Hinojosa, and also Detective Sergeant Bill Carter talking about 
how they safely were able to capture Momo. Thankfully, Momo's bender came to an end. <laughs> I work from home, so I was in the middle of a meeting, and I just saw something run across my front yard here. And at first I thought it was a dog and then realized it was the monkey that's on the loose and saw it right, run right into that, uh, that vacant house there. So Obviously, there are concerns for public safety, but we also have concerns for the monkey. I mean, we didn't want anyone to injure the monkey. We didn't want the monkey getting hit by a car. Obviously, our officers are not going to know how to deal with a monkey. I've been in law enforcement 24 years. I've never dealt with a monkey. So the guy saw him and sprint through his yard and break into a vacant home next door. So he called it in and now Momo is back home safe and sound and probably got a pretty bad hangover from his little excursion. I, I, I love like Momo, like Momo's big adventure or something. This will be. Yeah, yeah, we, my, 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 my guess is when he got back home and the Momo's owner found out what happened, uh, then he had to spank the monkey. Spank it. I, what, what I like it is like, what kind of beer was he drinking? Like, I'd like to imagine he's, he's drinking like a nice IPA or something. Well, my, my guess is if it, if it was a, a wild monkey like that, it was probably something like Bud Light. Oh, right. Um, I, well, one thing, like, I, I think if I were like, if I were to be on the run as well, you know, yeah. I want to blend in in Indiana. I think that I would probably try to be spotted drinking beer as well. Like, I, I think this monkey was just trying to blend in with, with everyone yeah. else. Digging through uh, the garbage or looking for beer cans. Be, well, I just think, you know, being caught with a beer can drinking, you're like, oh, right. no, that's just, uh, that's just your regular old Indiana person. That, that that's right. Promo. That's right. It's just like every other Indiana. Um, yeah. <clears throat> uh, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Sometimes it can be hard to, um, oh, I, you know, uh, like, what, like, what do you do when the monkey's loose? Like, you got monkey business going on. Yeah. Um, and I guess what monkey business now includes is drinking cans of beer from the trash. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know, like we, we've got another man who had some other kind of monkey business going on. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this is a 77 year old Florida man. <laughs> he, uh, this is good. Well, he, he started an award-winning documentary about the sprawling villages retirement community. Uh, and, and so he's kind of got a relatively like, you know, his face is out there. Uh, Some notoriety. He's, he's got a little bit of notoriety. He's got a different kind of notoriety uh, at apparently the village's retirement community as well. Because he's accused of trying to hawk uh, $1,800 worth of black market erectile dysfunction drugs. <laughs> um, so uh, Reginald Reggie uh, Kinser allegedly bought a slew of ED products, including Snovitra uh, 20. Velitra 20 and Camagra oral jelly with the intent to sell them locally and outside the sunshine state. The eccentric senior, uh, was, um, or we could say the perverted pappy. I don't know. Um, was featured alongside his wife, Anne in the 2021 film, some kind of heaven, which focused on four unconventional residents of America's largest retirement community. And, uh, Apparently in heaven, they still need boner pills. I don't know. Um, the villages, uh, this is a quote here. Um, the villages have been uh, given Reggie an opportunity to grow in different ways. Uh, and I guess what they're referring to growing is probably his penis. Um, <laughs> this is what his wife could be heard saying in a trailer as Kinser is shown performing martial arts um, exercises next to his golf cart. Um, I guess there's other kind of, you know, uh, arts that are being performed there as well. Um, yes. I've heard what goes on in retirement communities. 
Uh, that's why right. I'm never going to send any of my parents to one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Kinsler is no stranger to a pair of handcuffs. At least he hit his 70s. Um, you know, but he was arrested in, in the parking lot of the village's Laurel Manor Recreation Center in September of 2018 after Sumter County um, deputies responded to a report of a suspicious person. Deputies approached Kinsler's car, smelled marijuana, and asked him if he had any on him. Deputies later found cocaine in a plastic bag in his wallet. Um, wow. So, you know, it starts with that, and then it leads into, like, I guess selling, you know, ED and boner medication. I don't know. Um, I can't figure, you know, black market ED products. This guy is looking at a stiff prison sentence. Um <laughs> Uh, he's probably being like, you know, uh, well, if it's been over four hours, uh, you know, uh, we'll say maybe what community service. Um, yeah. Then, right, uh, right. You know, maybe see a doctor. Um, right. But see, I, I would say he is in pretty big trouble. You just know that the judge is going to dish out a serious pounding. To this oh, guy. yeah. Yeah. He'll probably get a good pounding in prison, too, for that matter. And he won't even need right. eat. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, uh, hopefully they, uh, you know, Hopefully they don't wear off. Like you're, you're going to want to be the one holding the ED medication in, in jail. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. It's, it's, I, I, one thing for sure is that this is maybe one time if he was to go soft, it might be to his benefit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, but honestly, I mean, so some people, you know, they need ED pills to get stimulated. I guess some people probably just get stimulated rubbing soap all over their body, you know, especially if uh, that soap comes from a bosom of a very lovely lady, you know, um, maybe you are looking to get that baby face that you've always dreamed of, you know, well, we have a good idea for you. Thanks to an Idaho mother. This mom has started selling creams and soaps made from breast milk. She's selling them online to help others deal with the effects of aging. That's right. Her name is Brittany Eddy. She started her breast milk, um, started, started selling it after her husband <laughs> accidentally spoiled hundreds of ounces that she had pumped from herself and was actually storing in a freezer. Now, he got distracted and didn't plug the freezer back in, so the whole freezer stash of breast milk got ruined. Oh, oh yeah. He was in the doghouse and no, no nookie nookie for him that night. Okay. But despite not uh, desperate, not to waste it. So she didn't want it to go completely bad. She had this idea of turning it into skincare products and began creating intricate soaps that she says helps with aging, stretch marks and dry skin. So Eddie says this, uh, the awesome thing about breast milk soap is that you can use breast milk that's expired in your freezer and you no longer are able to feed the baby with it because it won't lose, but it doesn't lose its benefits for skin uh, if it's expired. So after perfecting her recipe, I guess she's perfecting her breast milk soap and cream recipe, kind of like how you're perfecting your kombucha recipe, you might say. Uh, no, but, it's very different, I think. Yeah, it is. It is. But, but a big distinction between the two. Well, she's tweaking it here and there. And so she's launched her business and she calls her new business Mama's Mil Magic Milk. <laughs> okay. So it, that to me alone is worth the price that you'd pay for it. In addition to turning her own breast milk into beauty products, other women 
can send Eddie their breast milk and she'll turn it into soap solutions and diaper cream for them. Now, she's also teamed up, believe it or not, with a local mom who's actually still nursing her baby and will provide milk if people who are not lactating want to order. So I see breast milk, you know, is high in fats. And so it's, I guess, perfect for the creamy soap. And it's actually thought to be soothing for uh, skin conditions like eczema. Now, each soap usually requires anywhere from five to six ounces of breast milk, and it's going to cost you about 30 bucks for six bars. The lotion and the diaper creams are about 15 bucks a piece. So maybe with the new uh, Pancho, uh, Panchito in your house, maybe Mrs. Pancho might be interested in some breast milk baby cream for oh, diaper. I, I, I've already uh, passed this idea to her as a way to make some side money. Uh, because I mean, she's producing more than she needs to right now, for sure, with the child number two. Uh, and she definitely seemed a little bit weirded out by this one. Um, I, I, I don't know what I would think, even. Uh, you know, the, the interesting thing is, um, you know, my, my son's been fighting off some kind of cold or something. I don't know what it is. And uh, she kind of was like, you know what? Like, she, she's she got this, like, thing, I guess, that she puts on one of them when she's feeding because – well, the other the other side will be leaking a lot more than than with child number one. There's just got a lot more leakage that goes on. So she's just been collecting some of it and putting it in the fridge and giving it to my my three year old and yeah. hoping that it maybe helps him not get as, as like as sick and helps him get better sooner. And it might be yeah. anecdotal, but like he started getting better really soon afterwards. Wow. Anyway, so maybe it's a twenty four hour bug or maybe it, it was the breast milk. Um, they I do hear they they say there's a lot of benefits to. Um, oh. it thought of this maybe maybe this woman can turn some of that breast milk into bubble bath and make bath time so much more fun yeah I, well see i think that she's like missing an opportunity um they're like you could call them like booby bar soap or something um or or my favorite this is the one i think it would be soap on a grope oh yes yeah, I, <laughs> I, that's, that's, I think that's the, the missed opportunity there. Um, but I guess that, that might actually kind of pin you towards the wrong kind of clientele, though. Well, that's um, true. Honestly, you need you're going to get, get some weird people buying soap. Well, that, you you, you know. need to tell Mrs. Poncho she can use the extra breast milk and turn it into bubble bath. I think that she might go for that if she can just <laughs> bathe her. I'm going to pass on my soap on a grope. Um, you know, maybe maybe that will will sell. You know, the, the fact that she's got like there's a name uh, to this. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, she she's been trying to use it to help. Um, I, I don't I don't think she'd do it if her son was like a lot older. Like if he was six, seven, eight, like she might be yeah. like, oh no, that's weird. But at three, she's like, you know what? Like, oh, you know, I might as well give it a shot. Um, I'm not. I'm not going to try it. That is uh, that, that goes way beyond what I think would be comfortable for anybody, and, and it's. I'm not going to feel comfortable. She already feels like she's being bathed in that. I think at this point, I don't think that she wants any someone else's and any more of that. Oh um, my gosh! You know the, what would be, what would be even more fun? See, I remember as a kid, Grandma Ruby would. You know, she dipped snuff relentlessly okay and we had an entire cupboard full of these like tumbler glasses they're really good glasses they're thick glass that they, they had the, the the snuff in and so we literally would use them for like everyday 
glasses to, to drink milk and stuff out of. And I would, you know, wait on a really hot summer day and my friends would come over. They want a good, you know, cold glass of water. And so I'd fill up a glass uh, of water in one of these snuff glasses and I'd watch them guzzle it down. And about halfway through, I would say, you know, that glass has had snuff in it. <clears throat> And they would start choking, you know. So you could do something. You could do something similar. You could have soap made by Mrs. Poncho, and as they're washing their hands, you can just say, "By the way, that came from my wife," and watch them just oh, completely no, freak out. It'd be worse <laughs> if I said that about the kombucha or like any kind of homebrew beer. Or something. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, um, you know. Well, look. I think with bar soap, at least, or with with, with I guess breast milk soap. The one thing is, as long as it cleans, then that's all you need. And yeah. uh, you know, what better to, to clean, uh, you know, to, to use to clean than to clean your your uh, hairy dick? Uh, <laughs> who, look, no, it's a person. It's a person. Um, oh, guy's name oh. is, his, his name is John Henry, but he goes by Harry. He's gone by Harry his whole life. Um, uh-huh. Uh huh. Harry Dick, he gets the joke. Okay, this, yeah. this is the. The joke. So there's been a hairy. There's a road sign. Uh, maybe I'm yeah. getting ahead of myself. There's a road sign out in like Ontario, and um, it's called Harry Dick Road, H A R R Y. Right. So it, it's. Yeah. Um, but like it's hilarious, right? Um, he gets the joke. He doesn't just think it. He just doesn't think it's that funny anymore. I guess when you live off Harry Dick Road, uh, and your road sign keeps getting stolen, it just it ruins the punchline. <laughs> He'd um, he'd like the thieves who keep stealing the road sign that bears his name to grow up. Uh, yeah, you know, grow up. Uh, and uh, all he, all he wants is some peace and quietness. He, he told the Canadian Broadcasting Company recently from his home on Harry Dick Road near Eganville, uh, Ontario, about 125 mi- um, kilometers west of downtown Ottawa. Dick, uh, his real name is John Henry, but he's gone by Harry his whole life. John Henry, I'm sorry, he's gone by Harry his whole life. He's born on the rural property, and in 1957, he and his wife Lois moved into one of the three houses at the end of the 800-meter gravel driveway. They've listed there, uh, lived there ever since. The family has called the place home for a century, five generations. Wow. Uh, Dick's grandson now lives next door and runs a business in town with his wife. Their collective memory is a bit foggy on exactly when Harry Dick Road got its name. But it's believed to have been in the 1980s or 90s when 911 emergency service arrived in the region. Oh, Nobody yeah. asked us what to name the road. It was just named, Lois told CBC. And so Harry Dick Road, uh, well, people think that's very, very funny. And the signs start to, started to disappear. Um, I get it. Like, it, I, I get it. It's funny. It would be tempting. Uh, so imagine putting Harry Dick road sign in your man cave. It would complete anyone's man cave, basically. Right, right next to the Tiggle Biddy sign in neon. Um, <laughs> they've, they've been disappearing at a rate of three or four times a year ever since. Oh, she said. gosh. Yeah, um, the township of, of uh, Bonchery Valley has tried greasing the steel pole to deter thieves and has reinforced the concrete at the base to prevent people from ripping out the whole thing. And at a, a recent meeting, the township council even raised the possibility of welding the sign to its post. 
the, the dick said that uh, their grandson is considered electrifying the pole with a solar panel and, and wants to install the camera uh, to catch the thieves in the act. Um, it was stolen too, unfortunately. They, I think they're a bunch of idiots, but they're very smart and they don't get caught. But what can they do uh, with, with these things, Lois wondered. Have you nothing better to do? I'd be really ashamed of my children or grandchildren if I thought that they were doing something as idiotic as that. Um, <laughs> I, my, I'm wondering if it's like the same people. They're like, oh, great, it's back. Let's get another one. Um, <laughs> faced with the cost of, uh, in, and inconvenience of constantly replacing the sign, the township got in touch with some of the Dix's relatives and resolved the, uh, to rename Harry Dick Road. Uh, they say, <laughs> I'm all for it. It'll just make life easier, and I'm sure that they can find a perfectly appropriate name. Although I think having a road named after you is lovely, and it's kind of sad," um, said Mayor Jennifer Murphy during a township committee meeting. Uh, well, during the meeting, Murphy noted that uh, signs for nearby Hussey Road uh, keep disappearing too. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, what, what do they do in Canada? Like, what is up with their names for roads? Um, yeah, so. Uh, they say it happens all over. People are children, she observed. The council initially decided to come up with a short list of three new names in consultation with the new residents of Harry Dick Road and eventually settled on one. The decision okay. came as a surprise to the Dicks, who said that they weren't consulted and learned about the pending name change in their local newspaper. Oh. Now they have a new worry. The onerous paperwork involved in changing their address after living for decades on Harry Dick Road. I thought of all the things that we're going to have to change. Any legal document with our address on it is going to have to be changed, said Lois. Oh. Uh, um, an elderly neighbor who rents the third house on the road was also unaware of the pending name change. She said Dick was uh, said that she has since contacted the mayor to express their concerns, but was told that leaving the roads uh, without a sign is not an option. Murphy declined an interview with CBC, but confirmed the Dicks have since asked that the name remain despite the constant theft. <laughs> During the committee meeting, Murphy acknowledged that while having your road sign stolen several times a year might be a pain, so is changing your address. They will have to change everything, their driver's license, their health card, their mailing address. It's not as easy as just slapping up a sign that uh, the, the county makes for us. It's a big process, she told the council colleagues. If it was as simple as just changing a road sign, but it's not. Um, while the matter did not arise uh, during a subsequent committee meeting, Murphy seemed to indicate at one point that the name change is now on hold. Wow. <clears throat> they're holding on to Harry Dick Road. Is that what they're saying? Uh, that's what it seems like. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. I mean, honestly, I, I, I mean, I like the fact they want to electrify the sign. I think that would be hilarious. Oh, <laughs> you know. yeah. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, man. Oh, oh, my gosh. Apparently, they have nothing to do in Canada. <clears throat> but, but honestly, I think they may be stealing these signs and then selling them on the black market. See, in my mind, when they said they had to grease the pole, I'm imagining that they're like having to smear KY jelly all over it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my i mean honestly did they not think that this would happen when they put the sign up eventually i mean i mean anybody would think that the only other thing i could think that would be worth like doing this is uh i i i'm sure that they don't even do this how would you make this happen but like 
imagine trying to slip a, a giant road sign sized condom on the on the thing. Oh yes, this is like a practical joke. That 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 would be fantastic. That would be absolutely fantastic. You know. Oh my! Of all the things, and and honestly, that's definitely when you think you've got problems in your life. Imagine your name being Harry Dick, and they have a road named after you, and the sign keeps getting stolen. You know, that's I, that. I think I think that my wife's uh, Fit Beaver car would <laughs> would work perfectly off of uh, Harry Dick Road. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, uh, but uh, well, anyway, I, and honestly, I probably the only people that would live on that road are family members in the first place because I don't think I would want my mail coming to me addressed on Harry Dick Road. You know what I'm saying? I just I just would I'd ask people, we want to come to visit. Where do you live? I live on Harry Dick Road. <laughs> you, know? Imagine, like, you know, you're getting like a first date and asking your date to pick you up and uh <laughs> yeah, yeah right like, where you go? and you're like uh it, like, when, when they start giving you only um like was it things based on like direction you know like at, at the yep. at the big rock here take a right like instead of just giving the address that's probably the reason why well the only thing that i can find that's even close and remote to this that's actually true is some of my in-laws my 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 wife has got cousins no lie their last name is dyke Okay. I was thinking that I was like, imagine like if the if the the new name for the road sign was like Beaver Dyke or something. Like yeah, that. right. But the best part is one of my wife's cousins, whose last name is Dyke, she also is um, she also has a girlfriend. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, things can get stranger. That is sure, you know. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, I mean, yeah. You're well, you're mad at that point, right? You're like, oh no. I mean, you know, it's uh, that is ironic. Yeah. If somebody says that she's a dyke, she would say, "Of course I am." You know, so there you go. Well, we got some ask Pancho questions here, and fortunately, none of them are as complicated as trying to change the name of your street that you're on. Well, uh, but before, we do. Before, before we move on to that, I think that that does kind of answer the age-old question of: Are you born? Uh, you know, or, or you do uh, a dyke, or do you choose to be one? And I guess ah, that, that's true. I, that I was born. Yeah. That's yeah, a I good point. Born. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. was. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> point. That, that she could honestly say that I was born a dyke. There you yeah. go. All right. Immature. Yeah. I, know, I know, but still. But still, it makes the point. You're right. But but so yeah. But we we've got some folks asking Pancho some questions here, and again, I, I don't think it's going to require such level of discernment as how to change the road sign named Harry Dick Road or Harry Dick Road. But we do have a a, a, a note here from uh, Karthik, um, who has got a problem with their neighbor. I know that you've talked about your neighbor's cat sometimes uh, can be a bother. Well. In this case, it's the neighbor's sprinkler. Uh, Karthik writes, uh, my neighbor has their sprinkler on a new timed schedule. So when I go to my car in the morning, I get soaked. I ask him to switch it, and he refused. Now I got to run to my car like I'm dodging an Indiana Jones booby trap. <laughs> I mean, is he, like, actually watering your yard in the process? Because if that's the case, you know what, I'll take it. Um I, my, my yard could use some water. I don't have automatic sprinklers. Um, that is pretty annoying, though. I mean, do you have to, like, change where – I assume that means you don't have, like, a garage or anything. Um, yeah. You know, you probably don't want to, like, try to jump in, like, the passenger side to climb over. That's a little awkward, too. Yeah, imagine, you know, you're all dressed up in a suit and tie or something like this. You know, <laughs> you got to get drenched getting out into your car. 
Yeah, I'm like, you know, invest in like waterproof clothing, I guess. Um, well, like, so you, you're pretty, um, I think, vindictive with some of these things. What, what would you do? Uh, I would probably uh, find a way to erect a fence, <laughs> you know, a, a nice tall fence. That would be my, my suggestion. That way it would all just hit the fence and it, it, it keep it out of my, out of my yard. Yeah. Um, well, you, you can make like a big, like manure fence, like that one. Yeah. That's a good fence. idea. Um, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, um, if it's hitting your car, I would imagine that that would mean that you're getting some free watering in your grass. I, I would be okay with that. Um, but that, that does get annoying. Um, it was what you know, especially like, are you trying to carry a coffee out the door with you too? Like, man, I don't know. That's got me. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, either that or maybe uh, build like a little, maybe make the wall into like a kind of a water slide on the other side. So the water would hit it. They could just slide off on the, onto the neighbor's side of the, of the fence like, or something. Is it, is it like up out of the uh, ground or is it like, does it go underground, like pop down? And then when the water goes, it pops up and sprays either way, just like, you know, grab like a, a big Tupperware dish or something like a bowl that you don't use often. And just at night, yeah. like flip it upside down and put it over his, uh, ah, you know, yeah. And um, I guess if he keeps them, eventually you might start to run out of bowls. But there's got to be something <laughs> you can do. Um, well, I've got um, – I'm going to ask Macho. Hopefully this one will be a little bit easier there. I, I've got nothing to say for, for Karthik there other than, uh, you know, wear a poncho out like like you're in the splash <laughs> in the seaweed. Um, but Eileen, she says, hell, my daughter wants to quit college and raise sloths. Um, look, hey, well, at least your daughter knows what she wants to do, okay? So a lot of people go True. to college and don't even know what they want to do. Um, yeah, so she says, my daughter, a straight-A student, wants to drop out of school and go to Costa Rica and work on a farm that rescues sloths. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to convince her to not do that until she gets her degree. I'm not against her going, but obviously there's no money in such things. Uh, but she is really, really obsessed with sloths. How do I convince <laughs> her to stay, at least for now? Um, yeah, I mean, look, but there's joy to be had. And what, what's more important in life, money or joy? Uh, as long as she finds some nice, you know, man who can provide and is okay with her sloth obsession, then, I mean, she'll probably turn out fine. Um, it sounds like the only way you can convince her to stay is to buy a sloth yourself. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Imagine trying to explain this to your family. You know, you know, where, where, what's your kid doing nowadays? Well, she quit school and went to raise sloths. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I love, like, like sloth husbandry. Like, is that like a job title? Um, but uh, I, yeah, like, I work with numbers. Okay, numbers aren't exactly sexy. They're not really exciting, but like, I enjoy it, and I make a living. Um, are you gonna be able to raise a family off of rescuing sloths? Uh, that's debatable. That's something that you do for the joy of it. Um, and, and so, uh, you know, that's definitely a lifestyle choice, but like if she's convinced and has thought it through, at least like a lot of people don't know what they want to do. So at least she knows that. That's, that's all I could say. Um, yeah. and, and, and start looking for sloth dealers near you. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, and nowadays, I mean, a lot of these kids, I mean, I don't know where they get this. They like to do something that's going to help the environment or help, you know, some of the, you know, 
the animals or something like this. But yeah, I, I can see that happening nowadays. You know, I mean, that's the last thing I want to spend my time doing is going and rescuing sloths. That's almost like saying that you want to quit college and become like a musician. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm going to, I'm going to move out to California and I'll just, I'll work at Applebee's just until I finally get my, my, my big TV movie gig. Um, yeah. Right. You know, right. Like, right. Uh, you know, my child is going to work at Applebee's for the next 40 years. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, that's like, like, all right, well, I should set my expectations. Maybe set your expectations, uh, you know, get them readjusted sooner than later. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look, I can I can at least, like what you said, it, it could be a lot worse. I mean, look, if they want to go and raise sloths, at least they're doing something that's going to be helping, you know, the, the, the world around them in some way. You know, if they were to quit school and decide they want to open up a gay bar or go work at a strip club, that might be a problem. Or, or deal boner pills at a, a retirement center. <laughs> That's true, you know. Yeah. But well, may, may, maybe we can uh, find out what's happening at uh, gay bars or strip clubs, or maybe even become a porn star, you know, in yeah. our in our insane games. I, I should put on my Spirit Airlines attire and get ready to just bend over and take it. Hey! Don't forget to rate and review the podcast with a five-star rating because I pick five-star stupidity. If your review is stupid enough, I just may feature it on an upcoming episode. Rating and reviewing helps the podcast to show up prominently in searches that you, you know folks are searching for stupidity anyway. And please share the podcast on your social media so you're not stingy with your stupidity. And don't forget click that subscribe button too so you don't miss any new stupid episodes. You can also avoid any annoying buffering whenever you're in crappy cell or Wi-Fi coverage by downloading each episode. And I recommend using the Podcast Addict app for optimum performance. It's free at your app store, but there are two types of paid versions as well. And by the way, I myself have already made one of the paid versions and still love it. This is just one of the two feeds that you get every week, of course. The midweek bonus episode features the Insane Week in Review, and the Genius Awards for the More Stupendous Stupidity is also included. The weekend episode always features Pancho Guero, my insane Florida nephew, where Pancho will also answer your questions with his sage wisdom. Ask Pancho about anything. Test your skills against Pancho with the Insane Game Show. And if you download the Telegram Messenger app, you can also join the Insane Eric Lane Stupid World channel. Read the articles from each of the episodes Stupidity. Comment about what you've read share the articles with your friends. You can also post comments or suggestions about the podcast, too. So get a preview and a link to download Telegram Messenger at t.me slash insane Eric Lane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. The app is available free in desktop or mobile versions for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And don't forget, follow me using the handle at insane Eric Lane on Facebook or Twitter and visit my website at insaneericlane.com.
do you feel like being pounded with first in our uh, insane games here then let's start with a strip club or daycare yeah uh, all right and, and, all right actually when, when, like that doesn't sound right uh one half of that doesn't sound right especially um it, yeah, yeah. Way, but, you know you know what i mean yes exactly exactly all right well, we've got some businesses here, and you can decide whether or not do you think this would be a strip club or a daycare. Your first business is simply called Rainbow in Las Vegas, Nevada. Rainbow. Um, oh, man, this is tough. Uh, Rainbow. Um, well, I, 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 it's 50-50 here. I, I'm going to err on the side. This is just a daycare. Uh, I do recognize yeah, there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow, but uh, that's um, true. That's true. You know, and the thing is, you know, the fact is, rainbow anywhere else might not be big, but if it's in Las Vegas, that is kind of a curveball. You know, you don't know what you're kind of getting. Uh, well, rainbow in Las Vegas is actually a daycare, Whew. so you 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 were safe. You were safe on that one. So, but if you were to go to Catawba, Ohio, you would come across Jessica's Woodland. What do you think that would be? <laughs> oh man, Jessica's <laughs> Woodland. Um, yeah, well, I don't know what Jessica. Um, you know what? I don't know what her deal is, but I, I'm pretty sure this is going to be a strip club. <laughs> Just a lot of wood in Jessica's Woodland, and they did. Jessica's Woodland <laughs> is actually a daycare. Believe Woodland. it or not. I'm like, are, are like the strippers dancing off of like trees instead of stripper poles? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here's one that you, this is a name that we've heard a lot, but uh, this particular business is located in Spring City, Pennsylvania called Baby Dolls. Baby Dolls. Yeah, this is uh, for sure a strip club. No, you think for sure it's a strip club, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of baby dolls at there at that strip club, indeed. That's exactly right. Okay, how about uh, this business called Tony's Place in Baltimore, Maryland? Tony's Place. Uh, who's going to leave their child at Tony's Place for the day? Like that's <laughs> that's not going to happen. I don't care. It's a strip club. Yeah, I'm going to take the kid down to Tony's place, eh? What you want to do, man? That Tony. I'm Tony, man. I'm the... Yeah, well, Tony probably is running. Tony's running running a strip club. Yeah, that's right. I, I feel like that's like a threat. Like if your kid's misbehaving all day, then you threaten to take him down to Tony's. He's gonna know <laughs> what to do with you. Yeah, Tony will take care of you, man. So, all right. Your last business is in. It's called the Candy Store in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, this is gonna be another strip club. Oh, really? Oh, oh man, you 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 seem like you're kind of on a roll on that. It is a strip club. Very good. So not bad. Four out of five. I think that was a good, strong start to this thing. So, all right. Well, what do you feel like going for next? Um, yeah, let's go with Porn Star or Weatherman. All right. We'll get into the Porn Star or Weatherman. We have got some entertainers with different names. You tell me if it's a Porn Star or a Weatherman. And, uh, well, this one, I think you – I'll give you – I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hedge my bets on on in favor of you on this one. This entertainer's name is Woody Fox. Woody Fox. Um, oh man. Well, if you're hedging it towards me, you're putting pressure on me there. Um, Woody Fox. I think that this um, it's a good name. 
It's a good name. I uh, there's something about it. Like this sounds like a weatherman name to me. I don't know. They they've got very distinct names that that like only works for a weatherman. Yeah. Well, Woody Fox actually works <laughs> for a porn star. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, this makes me feel like a fool now. Oh yes. Sometimes it works in your favor. Sometimes it doesn't. Well, uh, yeah. Uh, right yeah. That's true. Well, how about Jeff Fox? Jeff Fox. See, look, you're doing it again with, with the two. Um, okay, well, Jeff Fox, uh, I think that this is a, a weatherman. Even if his name is spelled G-E-O-F-F, oh, Jeff Fox. Oh, man, that makes it a lot tougher. Uh, I did not consider that. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to stick with it. Um, you're going to stick with the weatherman. Uh, uh, well, it turns out your judgment was correct. He's a weatherman in Norfolk, Nebraska. So not too shabby. All right. How about Guy Haggy? Guy Haggy, uh, weatherman. And it's H A G I. So that's pronounced Haggy or Haggai or Hagee or, or yeah. Well, the guy's the guy happens to be a weatherman in Honolulu, Hawaii. There you go. All right. Your next entertainer. Brick Bolton. Brick Bolton. Um, I'm going to say that uh, Brick Bolton is, this would be a good weatherman name, to be honest, but I'm going to say it's a porn star. Yeah, Brick, Brick Bolton. Uh, yeah, he is a, he's actually a weatherman in Salt Lake City, Utah. I, I, thought about, I, was, I was thinking, you know, isn't wasn't Brick from Anchorman a weatherman? Yeah, I guess. I think, yeah, I think so. Steve, Steve Crow played a guy named Brick in, in there, and he was a weatherman. I, I yeah. thought about that. I was thinking, you know what? I don't, I don't know if that's enough uh, for me to base it off of, but. <laughs> All right. Well, how about Lawson Kane? Lawson Kane. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, it, this is like, like, is this like the Citizen Kane's of porn, you know, pornos or something? <laughs> um, I mean, might as well be breaking the Lawson Kane. I think yeah. it's a Lawson Kane. Yes, he is a porn star indeed. Very good. So far, you're getting just four out of five on all of these things, I think. I'll huh? take it. Hey, I'll take it. Um, yeah, yeah. Let's go golf course or rehab. All right, we'll keep it moving with golf course or rehab. All right, I got a business here, and you tell me if the business is a golf course or a rehab. Your first business is in Moorhead, Kentucky, called Edgewater. Edgewater. Um, Oh, that stuff. Uh, Edgewater. I'm, I'm going to say that's a golf course. Yeah, you don't want your balls to go into the water. Actually, it's a rehab. <laughs> so, all right. There's your first and only mistake, right? We'll see if we can get four more, all right, as we keep the roll going. Here's one. Car yes. Here's one called Carnegie Hill in New York, New York. Oh, man. Carnegie Hill. That, that's fancy. Like, uh, you're trying to play off the Carnegie Hall. I would think golf course for this. <laughs> Carnegie Hill, they don't play piano there. They, uh, Carnegie Hill is, is a rehab. <laughs> so, oh, man. Uh, yeah, I guess you go to Carnegie Hill after you failed Carnegie Hall or something. I don't know. But all right, here's one called Warm Springs in Boise, Idaho. Warm Springs, uh, I'm going to say golf course. Warm Springs, indeed. It is a golf course. That's right. Warm Springs is kind of, I would call maybe even a uh, local swimming pool because you probably will have Warm Springs with all the kids peeing in the pool. So, but <laughs> it, all right. How about this one? This is an interesting uh, place. It's located in Palmer, Alaska, called Alaska Dream. Alaska Dream. Um, 
if you're living the Alaska dream, I'm thinking you're going to be golfing. Well, if you're living the Alaska dream, you are actually in rehab. <laughs> so it's a rehab. Oh, so. no, this is awful. <laughs> All right. Your last one is called Valley Ranch in Middleton, Delaware. Valley Ranch. Well, I guess when you're in the valley, you go to a rehab, right? Ah, yes, you do indeed. Not too bad. You normally are struggling on the golf course of rehab. But, but, warm springs. Like the only warm spring in my experience is when you go, go there in the dead of winter. Oh, yes. Yeah, exactly. There you go. All right. Well, that leaves us with steakhouse or gay bar. And so I'll read you the name of a business. You tell me if it's a steakhouse or a gay bar. We're back in Las Vegas, Nevada, and this business is called The Garage. The Garage. Um, well, if you're going to The Garage, I'd like to think that you're going to be getting some steak. I don't know. It's, I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. If you go to The Garage, you want to see what's under the hood, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> It's a gay bar. <laughs> maybe we want to see, check your dipstick to see. Uh, or maybe, maybe like an exhaust pipe or something. <laughs> okay. All right. How about right this one? Engine. Yes, right, right. We're going to get, put a little oil on the engine here, right? Okay. How about the, this business called BJ Roosters in Atlanta, Georgia? BJ Roosters. Well, unless BJ stands for blowjob, I think this is a steakhouse. <laughs> BJ Roosters, you're getting steak, but it's a gay bar. Oh my gosh! Oh man, I, I was. I, it, it sounds like a regular kind of place for some reason. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I, I mean, to me, that is really like the most obvious name for a gay bar anybody could come up with. I right guess, there. Yeah, I didn't think about the, the another name for a rooster. Um, <laughs> I, if, I, if I thought about that, I might have, I might have chosen. Oh, that that's great. All right, here's one in Manchester, New Hampshire, called Doogies. Doogies. I used to know a guy named Doogie. Um, he was Scottish. Uh, I'm, ah. I'm gonna say it's a steakhouse. Yeah, you know Doogie Hauser. You remember that TV show, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Trying, trying to think. Who was the guy? Who was the guy's name? The star dude is Doogie Hauser. Oh, you, you're talking to the wrong guy here. Oh, yeah. Well, you know he came out gay, right? Oh, uh, you, you're trying to lead into. I'm, I'm wrong again, aren't I? Yeah, it's, it's a gay bar. Oh my <laughs> so, goodness. So, all right. Uh, let's see how you do with this business from Columbia, South Carolina. It's called Cowboy Brazilian. Cowboy Brazilian. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is. This sounds. I mean, it sounds pretty gay. Um, I think it's a curveball. I think that you're trying to get me with the name, so I'm gonna say it's a steakhouse. <laughs> yes, it's Brazilian a steakhouse. steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I love that name. If it was a gay bar, that would be ideal. That would almost be as good as BJ Roosters, frankly. <laughs> BJ so. Roosters. Am I going to so, hear that later for getting BJ Roosters wrong? <laughs> so, all right. Your last one in Springfield, Vermont. Maybe we'll see this when we're up in Vermont this week called Black Rock. Black Rock. Um, Black Rock. I mean, I think about like the, the company that's going to take over the world one day. Um, yeah. If they haven't already, honestly. Uh, Black Rock. I'm going to say it's a steakhouse. Yeah, well, of course, if you spend too much time in a gay bar, you probably will have Black Rocks, but it is a steakhouse in this case. So that's very good. So not bad, not bad. So, okay. So uh, did fairly well on those, but uh, we'll see what you 
Well, well, I give you a lot of credit on our uh, fake news of Florida because this is the one that, uh, you know, it takes a lot of talent trying to stump you on this. So we'll give you a headline. You tell me whether it's an actual headline from Florida or if it's fake news. So your first headline, an Oakland Park man attacked his neighbor with a samurai sword after he knocked over his garbage can. Uh, Samurai sword garbage can. Yes, Florida. Yeah, it is Florida indeed. Yes, you got to be careful about that there. All right. How about an 18-year-old Miami man was busted for trying to buy beer using an ID that belonged to a 91-year-old man? Huh, 91-year-old man, uh, beer. Oh, gosh, this this is 50-50. Nothing flashy about it. Uh, It could happen. I'm going to say fake news. Really? Well, believe it or not, it is fake news. Yes. All right. Good going on that one. How about this one where a 71-year-old Gulfport man was arrested for squirting his neighbor in the face with a water gun that was full of pee? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll say Florida. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That had Florida written all over it. That's great. All right. And next, you've got two West Palm Beach men who were arrested for dumping gallons of raw sewage down the city's manholes. Gallons of raw sewage on the mantles. Um, yeah, we'll say Florida. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> True story. Just stay away from Palm Beach, that's for sure. If you've got stuff like that going on. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. oh, yeah. Okay, here's one you may or may not have heard, uh, but it involves an 85-year-old Jacksonville woman who was arrested for domestic violence after hitting her husband with a toy pirate ship. Toy pirate ship. That's very specific. Um I'm gonna say I, I'm gonna say it's fake news though. Mm, yeah, but it could happen. It is fake news. <laughs> Very good. Like I said, you know, I mean, you you nail these all the time. You pretty much get this almost all the time. So I, I know <laughs> that you. Yeah, this is like it's what brings up my my GPA or my overall average of the insane I, games. I, that's why you're the insane Florida nephew. You're right there where it all happens. You can almost see it happen. You know. Yeah, sometimes I do, right? Right right from my house, almost. Yeah, I'm waiting, though, for, for you to, to have an issue with your neighbor that we can actually use on the podcast sometime. Yeah, I, I haven't seen cat food showing up on my, uh, you know, driveway anymore. So, Well, I that's think good. Yeah. That's good. But, but so. I have seen a new cat join the fray as well. So, Oh, um, really? Well, uh, enjoy what uh, spare time you're going to get to enjoy while you're still on paternity leave. And, and and hopefully you've got all your squeaks taken care of with the WD-40. I mean, can you think of, any, think of anything else that you need to get done around the house as yeah, while you're really still off work? The doors are almost too smooth now. Like now you, some of the doors, you try to leave it open and it just like automatically starts to close on its own. So like, we need like door stops for some of them now. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, you know, this this uh, morning I was looking out the window and I see this cat in the backyard, one of the new cats that showed up and it, it's in our backyard by one of our oak trees. And it is just still as all get out, like kind yeah. of blending. In. It's orange, but kind of blending into the dirt on the ground. And and there's a squirrel that's on the side of the tree that's coming down for acorns. Like they're all over the backyard now for the acorns. I got two big. Oh trees. yeah, right. And, and like just a couple of weeks ago, there was a, a dead bird in our like driveway, and uh, it looked fine. Like I didn't see any signs of anything happening to it. But uh, my wife was like convinced. She's like, it's one of these stupid cats. I know it. And uh, <sighs> you know, so I'm I'm burying a bird in the backyard. Uh, you know, just because I don't feel right throwing it away. 
Right. Uh, one of many animals, none of my own, but uh, I've had a berry in my backyard. And so, uh, you know, I've pointed out, I'm like, look at that. Like, this cat's ready to pounce. Like, it, it's waiting for the squirrel to come down. The squirrel comes down, back up, down, back up, right in front of this thing. And uh, my wife looks at him and I show her. She's like, oh, no, no, not again. Uh, you know, she's talking about the bird. And so she, like, opens the door quickly so my, my sheepdog can run out there and just, he just immediately sees the cat and beelines it to her. And, uh, and so now my wife is trying to save the squirrels in the backyard after the, the, the bird. And um, the, the cats drive her nuts in, in particular. Oh, man. Yeah, well, ho- hopefully uh, the, the squirrels will feel protected and the cats will feel threatened. That's the idea. That's the idea. But yeah, yeah. The well, idea, well, again, I still think you should tell Mrs. Poncho my idea of using breast milk for bubble bath. And, and, and to, <laughs> I'd like to get, get her idea, get her her, her, uh, her feedback on that. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to let you know. You can really get up close and personal by interacting with the podcast and get the real-time updates and a little of the uh, articles from the stupid stories that you hear when you join in St. Eric Lane's Stupid World Telegram channel. I'll be posting links to the stories that I read here on the episodes. You are able to read the actual articles, see the pictures, look at the videos, make comments about what you have actually seen or read or even heard about, and even share some of your own stupid stories with uh, everybody in the community. Visit t.me slash insaneericlane. That's t.me slash insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. You get a preview of the channel, and there's also an opportunity to just download the, the Telegram Messenger right there from the preview channel right to your device, desktop, or mobile for Windows, Linux, Android, or Apple. And also, you can interact with me as well on social media. Follow me at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E, on Facebook or Twitter, or visit the website at InsaneEricLane.com. St. Eric Lane's Stupid World is produced with the support from Mr. Laugh's Comedy and Large Media, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and EnvisionWise, LLC, and AmeriCountry.com. Theme music, It's a Great Big Stupid World, is written and performed by Randy Stonehill. Copyright 1992, Stonehillian music, word music, Twitch and Vibes music, and is available wherever you download your music. In St. Eric Lane's Stupid World is distributed by Spotify for Podcasters. Record your podcast as easy as talking on your phone and have it distributed to all major podcast platforms. The editing and music library are all at your fingertips with Spotify for Podcasters. Download the app from your favorite app store.